fiscal update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual fiscal update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 2, 2018. Audit, Department Natural Resources, State Park Projects. Report released. On July 31, 2018, the Auditor of State released an audit report on the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, State Park Projects. The audit included an overview of 245 state park projects totaling $39 million for fiscal year 2013 through fiscal year 2018. The following findings were reported. Of the 245 projects, 40 were tested for adequate documentation of the project, including the project contract. Of the 40 tested, 18 did not contain adequate documentation. The report also stated that three of the 18 projects were not properly inspected. The DNR maintains projects monitoring documents in multiple locations. Locations include the main office in Des Moines and district offices located around the state. The audit found that the multiple locations make it difficult to update the project status on the database maintained in Des Moines. The audit found that there is not adequate documentation of the approval process for state park projects by the Natural Resource Commission. For example, for fiscal year 2015, the commission reported in its annual report that it approved 43 projects for a total of $5.8 million. However, the auditors reviewed the monthly Natural Resource Commission minutes and identified 45 projects that were approved for a total of $9.3 million. Recommendations and response. The DNR responded to the findings as follows. The project database was developed to track projects. However, it was not intended to be used for performance reporting purposes. The DNR will implement methods to ensure contractor performance and will add inspection information to the database. The response was acknowledged by the auditor. The DNR will implement a standardized inspection process for projects. The response was accepted by the auditor. And the DNR will implement a tracking process that records the number and dollar amount of projects approved by the Natural Resource Commission. The response was accepted by the auditor. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Cosell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 7, 2018, Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Council Meeting, August 2018. The Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, ILEA Council, met in the ILEA building at Camp Dodge on August 2, 2018. The minutes from the last regular meeting were approved as well as the items for the consent agenda. Waivers and extensions. The council granted a waiver relating to an individual with the Dickinson County Sheriff's Office. Director's Report. ILEA Director Judy Bradshaw reported on several items. Building Update. Director Bradshaw met with the Department of Administrative Services, DAS, to begin demolition and remodel plans. A project manager has been assigned and a request for proposal, RFP, has been issued for an architect. The goal is to have the design and an estimated cost of the project by the next legislative session. Personnel Updates. Assistant Director. Interviews were recently completed and this vacant position is expected to be filled in the near future. Public Service Manager. The ILEA is in the process of filling this recently vacated position. Instruction slash outreach. House File 
2492 Fiscal Year 2019 Justice System Appropriations Act appropriated an additional one full-time equivalent FTE position to the ILEA for Fiscal Year 2019. The position will function both as an instructor and as a coordinator of community outreach. ILEA Council. The Council currently has three vacancies. A potential candidate has been selected to fill one spot, but the other two vacancies remain open. The ILEA is in the process of filling the vacancies. The next council meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. on October 4, 2018 at the ILEA building at Camp Dodge. For additional information, see the ILEA website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 1, 2018. Customer Council Meeting, July 31, 2018. The Customer Council Meeting was held on Tuesday, July 31, 2018. The Council provides a link between the Department of Administrative Services, DAS, and the customers it serves. Employees from customer agencies serve on the council and represent small, medium, and large-sized agencies. The customer council oversees utility services and associated rates as provided by the four DAS enterprises, general services, human resources, procurement and fleet, and state accounting. The following actions were proposed and adopted by the council. Action taken on the previously approved fiscal year 2019 and fiscal year 2020 rates. Decrease the fiscal year 2019 unemployment rate under the Human Resources Enterprise, HRE, from $0.95 per headcount per year to $0.51 per headcount per year. These rates are reviewed annually and based on a third-party contract. The winning bid for the fiscal year 2019 contract came in at a lower level, and the rates are being adjusted accordingly. Increase the fiscal year 2019 flexible spending rate under the HRE from $36 per participant to $38 per participant. These rates are reviewed annually and based on a third-party contract. The winning bid for the fiscal year 2019 contract came in at a higher level and the rates are being adjusted accordingly. Increase the fiscal year 2019 risk management vehicle self-insurance rate under Central Procurement and Fleet Services Enterprise, CPFSE, from $284.76 per per vehicle to $346.91 per vehicle. These rates are reviewed annually and based on fleet size and claims experience. And increase the fiscal year 2020 architectural and engineering services rate under the General Services Enterprise, GRE, from $85 per hour to $90 per hour. These rates are compared to current market rates in the private sector and billed directly against the associated project. Action taken on the proposed rate changes for fiscal year 2021. With the exception of the rate listed in this fiscal update, all rates under the various DAS enterprises remain status quo when compared to fiscal year 2020. Increase the fiscal year 2021 agricultural and engineering services under the General Service Enterprise, GRE, from $90 per hour to $95 per hour. These rates are compared to current market rates in the private sector and billed directly against the associated project. Action taken on the proposed methodology adjustment in determining workers' compensation. State agencies are assessed a premium for participation in the workers' compensation program on an annual basis. Under current methodology, an agency's exposure per individual claim is capped at $200,000 in order to ensure that a single extraordinarily high-cost claim does not disproportionately impact an agency's premium cost. Under current methodology, premium costs are based on an agency's prorated percentage of statewide agency claim experiences for the previous five fiscal years and include the following components. DAS-HRE administrative costs, claim management costs from the third-party administrator, Sedgwick, representation and consultation costs from the Iowa Attorney General's Office, and estimated statewide annual claim costs. Additionally, the current methodology also applies a credibility factor when calculating agency cost participation. This actuarial tool is utilized to calculate if the loss experience sustained 
by an agency provides a reasonable basis to predict future claims. The state's credibility factor as determined and reviewed by the third-party firm Deloitte is built into the current cost allocation to determine agency premium cost. At the July 31st meeting, the Customer Council voted to adjust the current workers' compensation program methodology by eliminating the credibility factor and the individual agency cap of $200,000 per claim. The new methodology allocated das HRE administrative costs and Sedgwick claim management costs to all participating agencies based on a five-quarter average to be shared by all agencies regardless of claim experience. Additionally, representation and consultation costs from the Iowa Attorney General's Office and projected claim costs will now be based on a five-year claim experience. Fiscal year 2020 workers' compensation rates will be based on fiscal years 2014 through 2018. The intent of these changes is to more directly align program expenses with respective cost drivers and reflect agency allocations of program costs costs in a more timely manner. The 2018 Iowa DAS business plan and a report to the Customer Council provides brief descriptions of all DAS utility services and methodologies that were reviewed and approved by the Customer Council. Additional information is also available on the DAS website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-2500-0458. Fiscal update. Fiscal Services Division, August 8, 2018. Board of Corrections meeting, August 2018. The Board of Corrections met on August 3, 2018 at the Department of Corrections, DOC, Central Office in Des Moines. Department update, DOC Director Jerry Bartruff provided an update on department activities. Inmate Population Management. Director Bartruff met with representatives from the Department of Management, DOM, and the Governor's Office to discuss population management in Iowa's correctional institutions. The DOC stated that the department is budgeted for about 8,000 inmates and the inmate population is regularly well above 8,000. As part of this effort to manage the prison population, Director Bartruff also met with members of the Board of Parole to discuss parole eligibility options. Marshalltown Probation slash Parole Offices The Marshalltown Probation slash Parole Offices were severely damaged by the tornado on July 19, 2018. The staff has been moved out of the building and all services are currently being coordinated through the Marshalltown Residential Center. Any updates related to the Marshalltown probation slash parole services may be found on the DOC website. DOC Safety Program. The DOC is developing a new partnership with the Iowa Occupational Safety and Health Administration, IOSHA, to promote safer working environments for correctional officers and Iowa Prison Industries, IPI, employees. As part of this partnership, the DOC has submitted requests for consultation surveys to be done in all facilities. IOSHA conducts these requested surveys to evaluate and provide guidance to employers to bring working conditions to compliance without penalty. Policy approval. The board considered and approved Two new policies. Silica policy. IOSHA has adopted new exposure requirements for employees' exposure to silica. The policy adopts these new requirements as well as a training plan and program in relation to the new requirements. And hearing and appeal procedures. The new policy merges the hearing procedures for the due process hearing for failure to complete either the sex offender treatment program or the domestic abuse program. Barber Apprenticeship Program. The DOC is seeking to expand its apprenticeship program to include a barber apprenticeship. Currently, in order to sit for a barbering license exam, an applicant must complete training at a licensed training school. The DOC presented a possible Iowa code change that would allow those who receive their training in the apprenticeship program to sit for the licensing exam. The board voted to support a code change in the next legislative session. Fiscal year 2019 telephone rebate expenditures. The board reviewed and approved the proposed fiscal year 2019 expenditures from the telephone rebate fund. The proposed expenditures include $458,119 education high set literacy special needs life skills apprenticeship program 
program and vocational training, $72,593. Telephone administration includes salary for telephone program administrator and $1,000 translation services. The next board meeting is scheduled on September 7, 2018 at the Anamosa State Penitentiary. For additional information, see the DOC website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 9, 2018. State Board of Education, August 2018. The State Board of Education met on August 2, 2018 in Des Moines, Iowa. The meeting opened with public comment and a report from Director Ryan Wise. The director's report included information on the new statewide assessment. Iowa Testing Programs has selected Pearson Corporation to assist with the implementation of the new statewide assessment. The director and other department staff met with Iowa Testing Programs and representatives from Pearson earlier in the week. Iowa Testing Programs and Pearson are developing a training schedule to begin at the end of August and run through January 2019. The training will be a mix of face-to-face modules, and other training to prepare educators for the new assessment. The assessment window will be open annually from March 1st to May 31st. Approval of Educator Preparation Programs Grandview University Teacher Practitioner Preparation During the review of the program, concerns were raised about whether the program had adequate resources. Many courses were offered by adjunct professors. Grandview remedied this situation by hiring full-time staff for the program. The board approved the program. Northwest Area Education Agency Paraeducator Preparation. The board also approved the Paraeducator Program at Northwest Area Education Agency. Board Priorities. The State Board reviewed changes to the board policy development priorities, including adding social-emotional learning to the, quote, safe, healthy, and welcoming learning priority that the board had previously included, including the continuous improvement of implementation of high-quality education standards and other adjustments to the board priorities for clarity. The board received a report on two districts that had recently received additional site visits from the Department of Education, Diagonal Community School District CSD and Davenport Community School District DCSD. Diagonal CSD. The district needs to update its facilities to meet equity requirements from the Federal Office of Civil Rights, OCR, regarding Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, accessibility compliance within and around the school building. Diagonal CSD has entered into a voluntary correctional plan and plans to begin construction soon to meet these requirements. If the district does not comply, OCR can refer the district to the Regional Civil Rights Commission for Enforcement. Davenport CSD. Data irregularities in the district's special education waiting led the department to do a follow-up site visit regarding the school district's special education programming and individuals with disabilities education Act, IDEA, compliance. The department found that DCSD was out of compliance with IDEA in seven areas. Placement decisions for students with disabilities. Students with individual education plans, IEPs, were moved between placement levels without meeting with the IEP teams. Students were moved en masse between placement areas as a matter of policy rather than through individual meetings because DCSD had adopted a change in its delivery model, co-teaching, providing prior written notice to parents. The notice that was sent to parents was not individually tailored to each student's needs as it is required to be under IDEA. Disproportionality. The rate of African-American students identified as students with special needs was at higher than normal rates, and those students tended to be in more restrictive environments. Services for students with behavior needs. The department found misuse of functional behavior assessments, FBAs. The FBAs in place were not sufficient to serve students. Removals and suspension of students with disabilities. Both removals and suspension of students with disabilities were not appropriately recorded, and there was an outsized rate of removals and suspensions for those students. Evaluation procedures, including initial evaluations. The local AEA was not properly included in the evaluation process. And seclusion and restraint as applied to students with disabilities. 
The department found disproportionate use of seclusion and restraint for African-American students and found that the rooms that were in use for seclusion were not in compliance with requirements for such spaces. Davenport Community School District is now in the process of reconvening almost 2,000 IEP meetings which the district has hired a consultant to help oversee and organize. The solutions to these concerns are being approached from a fully systemic change within the district. The district has also hired six teams that worked through the summer to reevaluate the 600 cases for the students who may need compensatory education. The district is also working with building-level leadership to help administrators understand the new systemic approach and changes to the system district-wide. The State Board will receive ongoing reports on the situation. If the district does not comply with IDEA, the department has the ability to sanction the district and withhold federal dollars. The board has the authority to order a Phase 2 visit and require a complete compliance visit. Early Literacy Implementation and State ESSA Plan. The board saw a report on the department's efforts in early literacy implementation and the first steps of the implementation of the state's Every Student Succeeds Act ESSA plan. This will be the first school year of the full implementation of the multi-tiered system of support MTSS model that is written into the state's ESSA plan. Through the MTSS model, districts will receive support from the department on a tiered basis based on the strengths and weaknesses of individual districts other presentations. The board also saw presentations from Iowa Public Television's Education Division's Educational Outreach, as well as an update from the Iowa Reading Research Center and an update on the recent school budget review committee meeting. The next meeting of the State Board of Education is scheduled for Thursday, September 13th in Waterloo, Iowa. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-238-2833. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 13, 2018. Iowa Finance Authority Board Meeting, August 2018. The Iowa Finance Authority, IFA, Board met on August 1, 2018. Audit Report, the Board received a Forensic Accounting Report from Ida Bailey, LLC, covering the IFA's activities between July 2015 and May 2018. The report's conclusions included the following. Appropriate internal controls appear to be in place to prevent fraud, waste, or abuse of accounts payable, corporate credit charges, employee expense reimbursements, travel vouchers, and IFA PayPal accounts. No spending authority limit violations were identified. Corporate credit card use, expense reimbursements, and travel payment voucher expenditures by the former executive director appear to be business-related, and most of the expenditures are substantiated with appropriate documentation, i.e. itemized invoices and receipts. And PayPal accounts used by the IFA are business accounts, and all funds deposited into these accounts have been deposited into the IFA's general fund Wells Fargo bank account. Board action. The board took the following actions. Authorized the issuance of bonds in an amount not to exceed $90 million. The proceeds will be used to finance new mortgage-backed securities from the First Home Loan Program and cost of issuance. Authorized a loan of $850,000 under the IFA's Multifamily Loan Program for the purpose of financing a 34-unit multifamily housing facility known as Urban Crossing Apartments in Grimes, Iowa. Authorized administrative rules for the Manufactured Housing Program Fund established in House File 2480-2018 Manufactured Housing Revolving Loan Fund Act. And received financial reports from IFA staff. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 14, 2018. Executive Council Meeting, August 13, 2018. The Executive Council met on Monday, August 13, 2018. Governor Reynolds and Treasurer Fitzgerald were not present at the meeting. All other members attended the meeting in person or telephonically. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. 
the Office of the Attorney General, AG, requested approval for payment pursuant to Iowa Code Section 70.10 of court costs and expenses incurred in prosecuting civil commitments under Iowa Code Chapter 229A for the Sexually Violent Predator Commitment Program. The AG requested a total of approximately $19,500 to cover costs related to expert witness fees. Additionally, the AG requested retention of outside counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3 subsection 1 in Joshua Geringer versus University of Iowa and Second Injury Fund of Iowa, a workers' compensation case filed by a state employee. The council unanimously approved the hiring of Patterson Law Firm, LLP, of Des Moines to report to the state. The council also unanimously approved payments of various emergency allocations totaling approximately $259,000, including a payment of approximately $79,200 to the University of Iowa slash Board of Regents to cover expenses associated with water damage at the Campus Recreation and Wellness Center. Finally, the council approved approximately $11,000 in payment of various cost items, including a payment of $6,750 to Wandro and Associates PC for unclaimed property probate matters. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 15, 2018. Iowa Public Television Board Meeting, August 2018. The Board of Directors of Iowa Public Television, IPTV, met on August 14, 2018. The Board re-elected Gary Steinke as President and Brent Segrist as Vice President for the coming year. The Board also approved the write-off of accounts receivable, totaling approximately $3,800 related to licensing fees for the 4400 series of Market to Market for stations in Wyoming and Michigan. Fiscal Year 2020 Budget Requests The Board approved two Fiscal Year 2020 budget requests for submission to the Department of Management. The agency will request an increase in the annual general fund appropriation of $150,000 for the cost of electricity to restore overnight service in Fiscal Year 2020. The practice of turning transmission lines off and on daily, especially in the winter, shortens the life of the equipment and leads to sudden failures that take stations off air. The agency will also request capitals funding of $1 million each in fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021 for a variety of equipment and for renovation of the IPTV headquarters building. Other financial matters. The board approved the quarterly report ending June 30, 2018 on the Foundation Programming and Production Support Account. It is anticipated that the account will have a fiscal year 2018 ending balance of $4.2 million, which will carry forward to fiscal year 2019. The board also received reports on the fiscal year 2018 budgets for operations and capital expenditures, as well as the Corporation for Public Broadcasting Grants. Other business. The board received a report of the agency's activities related to the Iowa State Fair and a report of personnel changes since June 1, 2018. In her report, Executive Director Molly Phillips mentioned that IPTV is tentatively planning to broadcast a debate between the gubernatorial candidates on September 27th. She also noted that painting, installation of new carpeting and electrical upgrade, and installation of new furniture have begun in the headquarters building and will be completed by Thanksgiving. The quote, new furniture is used furniture obtained at no cost from the Meredith Corporation. The next meeting of the board will be Tuesday, October 9th, 2018 at 10 a.m. The meeting will take place in Studio One rather than the boardroom due to ongoing renovation. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 16, 2018. Transportation Commission Meeting, August 2018. Clinton. The Transportation Commission met on August 14, 2018 in Clinton. The following topics were covered. 
administrative rules. The commission approved the following rulemakings. 761 Iowa Administrative Code 144 Automated Traffic Enforcement on the Primary Road System. 761 Iowa Administrative Code 400 Vehicle Registration and Certificate of Title. 761 Iowa Administrative Code 405 Salvage. 761 Iowa Administrative Code 605 License Issuance, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 620 OWI and Implied Consent, and 761 Iowa Administrative Code 625 Driver's Licenses for Undercover Law Enforcement Officers. Expansion of I-80 Dallas County Corridor Preservation. Under Iowa Code Section 306.19, Subsection 5, the Department of Transportation, DOT, may notify certain cities and counties of areas where additional right-of-way property may need to be acquired in the future. The Commission initially approved an I-80 Dallas County Corridor Preservation in February 2018. The area under review is experiencing additional growth and the DOT went back before the commission to expand the preservation zone to include portions of I-80 from Van Meter to DeSoto and the interchange in DeSoto. The Transportation Commission approved the expansion of the corridor preservation. U.S. 63 Mahaska County Corridor Preservation. The Commission approved a corridor preservation for Mahaska County. The DOT is studying alternatives for a bypass of U.S. 63 around Oskaloosa. Revitalize Iowa's sound economy, RISE, policies. The Commission deferred on updating RISE policies concerning research park allocations of RISE funds. A proposed change in policy would allow research parks to apply for up to 70% funding for RISE projects through a city similar to the Iowa Economic Development Authority's Iowa Certified Site Program. At the informal workshop on August 13th, the Commission raised concerns about the RISE-funded jobs created at the research parks possibly moving out of the state. Fiscal Year 2019 State Aviation Program The Fiscal Year 2019 State Aviation Program was approved by the the Commission. The State Aviation Program includes grants for safety and vertical infrastructure at commercial and general aviation airports. The Commission held a public input meeting following its business meeting and heard from local and interested parties in regard to transportation policy. The next meeting of the Commission is scheduled for September 11th. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 20, 2018. Iowa Public Information Board, August 2018 meeting. The Iowa Public Information Board met on Thursday, August 16, 2018 at the Wallace Building in Des Moines. Administrator Brett Torresdahl provided an update on the board's fiscal year 2018 budget and noted that there would be a reversion of $34,343 to the general fund due to unfilled vacant full-time equivalent FTE positions. The board took the following actions. Accepted cases. The board considered a formal complaint filed against Pottawatomie County. The complainant alleged that the county had violated Iowa Code Chapter 22 by not providing records requested by the complainant. The board also considered a formal complaint filed against the Lucas City Council. The complainant alleged that the city amended the agenda for the June 4, 2018 meeting to include the topic, quote, job vacancies, end quote, without providing at least 24 hours notice or announcing at the meeting the required, quote, good cause, end quote, for departing from the required notice. Dismissed cases. The board dismissed seven complaints as the dismissed complaints were found by the board to be legally insufficient or beyond the jurisdiction of the board. Case statistics. The board received an update on the total number of complaints received in July 2018. The board received nine formal complaints, two informal complaints, 32 informal requests, and five miscellaneous requests. According to data collected by the board, 13% of these requests were filed by the media, 45% were filed by citizens, and 42% were filed by governmental entities.
The board's next meeting will be held on September 20, 2018 at 1 p.m. at the Wallace Building in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 20, 2018. Executive Council Meeting, August 20, 2018. The Executive Council met on Monday, August 20, 2018. Governor Kim Reynolds and Treasurer of State Michael Fitzgerald were not present at the meeting. All other members attended the meeting in person. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the council. Christy Templeton of the Department of Human Services, DHS, requested $75,000 in additional funding for the Iowa Individual Assistance Grant Program, IIAGP. The additional funds will be distributed in Hamilton and O'Brien counties to individuals impacted by flooding from the June 14, 2018 severe storm. Janet Phipps, Director of the Department of Administrative Services, DAS, requested approval for state employee health and dental insurance plans and premium rates. The DAS requested to continue with the current one plan with two options designed. No changes in coverage are expected and premiums for the Iowa Choice option may decrease 1.9% for the single plan and 1.6% for the family plan. Health premiums for the National Choice option may increase by 0.5% for the single plan and 0.8% for the family plan. Additionally, approval for amendments regarding the contract for Blue Distinction and COBRA were also requested. The Attorney General, AG, requested approval of replacement counsel Frank Hardy of Nymaster Good, PC, in Godfrey v. State of Iowa. George Lamarca of Lamarca and Landry, PC, previously represented the state and intends to withdraw from representation due to retirement. The council unanimously approved payments of various emergency allocations totaling approximately $269,300, including a payment of approximately $241,500 to the Department of Corrections to cover repair costs for a perimeter fence damaged by a storm. And the council unanimously approved approximately $105,200 in payments of various cost items, including approximately $55,400 to the DHS for water leaks and damage to the administration building, Roberts Cottage, and Dugan Cottage. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guansi, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 27, 2018. Environmental Protection Commission Meeting, August 2018. The Environmental Protection Commission met on August 21, 2018 in Des Moines. The following contracts were approved or amended. A three-year contract with the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, for $97,000 from federal funds for the Black Hawk Lake watershed to address sediment and phosphorus, a three-year contract with DALS for $143,000 from federal funds for the Easter Lake watershed project. The funding will pay for a portion of the project coordinator salary, a contract with the Des Moines Soil and Water Conservation District for $137,000 for the construction of a grade stabilization structure at Lake Geode. Funding includes $78,000 from federal funds and $59,000 from the Lake Restoration Fund, a contract amendment for $150,000 with the University of Northern Iowa for the Geo Tree Center located in Waterloo, Iowa. This will extend the contract and provide geographic information services to the center. Funding is from the Environment First Fund. A contract amendment for $185,000 from federal funds with Santec Consulting Services Incorporated for floodplain mapping services. The contract is extended to September 30, 2019 and will develop flood hazard data. And a contract amendment with ACOM Technical Services Incorporated for $3 million from federal funds. This amendment extends the contract to September 2020 for floodplain mapping services for 14 Iowa counties. Grants approved. Two grants were awarded from the Environmental Systems Grant Award that is funded by the Solid Waste Alternatives Program. 
a grant for $32,000 was awarded to the Rathman Area Solid Waste Management Commission, and the other grant for $68,000 was awarded to the Carroll County Solid Waste Management Commission. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 23, 2018. Fiscal Year 2018 Court Debt Collection Report. As required by Iowa Code Section 602.8107, the Judicial Branch has filed a report on the Fiscal Year 2018 Collections of Outstanding Court Debt. For more information regarding the history and structure of the Court Debt Collection System, see Issue Review Court Debt Collection. Fiscal Year 2018 Outstanding Court Debt. The total outstanding court debt owed to the state is $766.7 million. Criminal debt and traffic debt comprise a large portion of the total outstanding debt at $546.8 million, 71%, and $179.8 million, 23%, respectively. Debt that is up to one year old accounts for $88.8 million, or 12% of the total, and debt 10 years or older accounts for $262.2 million, or 36%. No debt was written off as uncollectible. Chart 1 that accompanies this fiscal update shows the June 30, 2018 court debt owed to the state by category as reported by the judicial branch. Private collector, Leinbarger, Goggin, Blair and Sampson LLP, LLP, is the designated private collector for the state. In fiscal year 2018, Leinbarger collected $9.2 million, a decrease of $4.1 million from fiscal year 2017. Chart 2 that accompanies this fiscal update shows the annual amount collected by Leinbarger since it began collecting in fiscal year 2012. County Attorney, in fiscal year 2018, about $26.1 million was collected and deposited as review for the state and participating counties. This number does not reflect the total amount collected because County Attorney Attorneys do not receive any portion of the funds collected for victim restitution, the victim compensation fund, the criminal penalty surcharge, the drug abuse surcharge, the law enforcement surcharge, the county enforcement surcharge, the Department of Transportation civil penalty, set off procedures under Iowa Code Section 8A.504, or sheriff's fees. Chart 3 that accompanies this fiscal update shows the annual amount collected by county attorneys since fiscal year 2013. Of the total revenue collected in fiscal year 2018 by county attorneys, $17.9 million was deposited with the state and $8.2 million was deposited with the counties. Table 1 that accompanies this fiscal update shows the distribution of county attorney debt collection revenue for the past five years. Court debt historical information. Outstanding court debt has grown by 424% since fiscal year 1998. Table 2 that accompanies this fiscal update shows outstanding court debt by fiscal year and chart 4 that accompanies this fiscal update shows the steady increase in court debt since fiscal year 1998. These numbers reflect what is owed to the state of Iowa and do not include debt such as restitution and money owed to counties, cities, or sheriffs. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. To see the charts and tables that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Fiscal Year 2018 Court Debt Collection Report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 30, 2018. Secondary Road Fund Distribution Committee Meeting, August 2018. The Secondary Road Fund Distribution Committee met on August 23, 2018 in Des Moines. The intent of the committee is to determine a methodology to distribute secondary road funds and farm-to-market funds and revise the secondary road and farm-to-market distribution factor formulas. The committee is governed under 761 Iowa Administrative Code 102.1. 
the topics discussed included analysis of allocation factors for fiscal year 2019. Danny Wade of the Iowa County Engineers Association Service Bureau, ICEASB, reviewed changes to the allocation factors for fiscal year 2019 for the Secondary Road Fund, SRF, and Farm to Market Road Fund, FM. The formulas for allocation include the following variables per 761 Iowa Administrative Code 102.2, illustrated in the table that accompanies this fiscal update. The SRF allocation factor for Van Buren County increased by 1.5%. This was due to a transfer of jurisdiction of portions of Highway 98 from the primary road system to the county. The SRF allocation factor for Story County decreased by 2.3%. This was due to additional annexations of the county by the city of Ames. The FM allocation factor for Story County decreased by 3.4%. This was also due to additional annexations of the county by the city of Ames. Other discussion. The committee briefly discussed the reclassification of certain county bridges weight restrictions due to recently enacted legislation. Section 73 of House File 2502, Fiscal Year 2018 Standing Appropriations Act, permitted certain construction vehicles to operate under the maximum gross weight table for primary highways without route approval by local authorities. The next committee meeting has not yet been scheduled. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guanzi, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. To see the table and county maps that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Secondary Road Fund Distribution Committee Meeting, August 2018. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 30, 2018. Audit, Department for the Blind. Report released. On August 15, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report to the Department for the Blind for the year ended June 30, 2017. Finding. The report notes one finding related to internal control over financial reporting. The Department records receipts and disbursements in the Integrated Information for Iowa one-third system throughout the year. Activity not recorded in the one-third system is reported to the Department of Administrative Services, DAS, in a GAAP package by the first week of September. In fiscal year 2017, the department did not disclose all accrual activity in the GAAP package, resulting in understatement of accounts receivable by approximately $866,000. Recommendation. The report finds that the error was the result of not having policies and procedures in place to require an independent review of year-end cutoff transactions. The auditor recommends that the department establish procedures to ensure all accounts receivable are identified and properly reported. Response. The department's response notes that the GAAP package was prepared with the misunderstanding that the accounts receivable section was to be completed as of June 30th rather than the final day of the hold open period. The department also did not request any draw of federal funds during that period, which caused the larger variance. Procedures are in place to record accounts receivable correctly moving forward. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 30, 2018. Audit, College Student Aid Commission. On August 27, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report on the College Student Aid Commission for the year ended June 30, 2017. Finding related to segregation of duties. The report notes that responsibilities for collection, deposit, preparation, and reconciliation functions are not segregated from those for recording and accounting. Also, incoming mail is not opened by an employee who is not authorized to make entries to the accounting records. In regard to investments, the report notes that for six months of the fiscal year, the same person calculated the draw amount from the trust fund, requested the draw amount from the trust fund custodian, and reconciled the trust fund activity to commission records with no independent review. This same person 
was the only individual having access to the online trust fund statement. The auditor recommends that the commission review its control activities to obtain the maximum internal control possible utilizing currently available staff through review of financial transactions, reconciliations, and reports. The commission reports that after conducting the review of current control activities, changes have been made. One person will be responsible for opening incoming mail and recording to a log sheet. A second person will verify actual checks against the log sheet and will be responsible for sending the checks to the lockbox. Another member of the accounting staff will verify the log sheet against the bank deposits on a monthly basis. The commission also reports that the investment reconciliation is being prepared and reviewed by two different staff members to ensure separation of duties. Finding related to financial reporting. The report notes that the Commission records, receipts, and disbursements in the integrated information for Iowa one-third system throughout the year. Activity not recorded in the one-third system is reported to the Department of Administrative Services, DAS, in a GAAP package by the first week of September. The Commission overstated payables by $7,500 and overstated receivables by $10,509 at June 30, 2017. The Commission understated prepaid expenses by $17,398 at June 30, 2017. The auditor recommends that the Commission ensure complete and accurate information is reported in the GAAP package. The Commission reports that procedures will be established to include an independent review of the year-end cutoff transactions. The Accountant 3 will review the GAAP package and verify all numbers reported are complete and accurate. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 30th, 2018. Audit, City of Kimbleton. On August 23rd, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of the City of Kimbleton for the period May 1st, 2014, through August 31, 2017. The investigation was requested by city officials as a result of concerns regarding certain financial transactions processed by former city clerk Tammy Thompson. Findings. The investigation identified $89,939 of undeposited collections and improper and unsupported disbursements as follows. The undeposited funds were utility collections totaling $38,491. The improper disbursements totaled $42,431, including $24,375 in checks issued to or redeemed for cash, $12,224 in unauthorized payroll costs and reimbursements checks to Ms. Thompson, and $5,577 in improper purchases on the city's credit card. And the unsupported disbursements totaled $8,937, including $3,334 in purchases on the city's credit card at Walmart, Sam's Club, and Amazon, and $5,440 in checks issued from the city checking and library accounts to individuals and vendors for which the city could not locate supporting documentation. The report notes that it was not possible to determine if additional amounts were improperly dispersed or additional collections were not properly deposited because adequate documentation was not available. Previous recommendations not implemented. The report notes that city officials did not implement policies or procedures to address the auditor's recommendations in reports issued for the period July 1, 2013 through June 30, 2014 and the period December 1, 2015 through May 31, 2016. Both reports included recommendations to segregate duties, perform utility reconciliations, perform an independent review of bank statements, and ensure all disbursements are properly supported and approved. The auditor again recommended implementation of the previously recommended policies and procedures. The full report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270.